the druid is back. And this, my little Violetas, it's just getting started. Like and subscribe. Drop it. Duncan and both come correct. Almost never came back at all, Bo, after watching that first episode of season three, Slasher. I'll be Oof. honest with you. I mean, look, we'll get to it. But just when you think they can't drain anything out of that pool. Uh, and I tell you, I told you people had told... It's at this point I want to start listening to people, which is not a position I want to be in. I usually shun people. Yeah, but yeah. But like, everyone told me season three is he once again a step, like a big step down from season two. And I was like, you're talking crazy. Right. Season two is easily some of the worst tele- television I've ever seen. There is no level below that. And then we found out there was more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, oh, oh. It will it will get to all of that. Don't don't worry your pretty <laughs> little heads about that none. Um, but yeah, so uh, had a little time off. Had had some time to reflect uh, on life decisions that led us to watching the slasher. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, here we are. We're gonna keep doing it. Um, uh, all right. I am hearing. Are you hearing? What are you hearing? I'm hearing that people can't hear me, is what I'm hearing. Hear you. They've just missed gold. Okay, yeah. Hang on. Let's, uh, there we go. That should be a good level. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, literally just missed Bo denouncing every single one of you. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's right. I, I was basically going person by person in the listening audience uh and 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 complaining mostly no uh yeah. i was just you know saying what this listener's problem is they only download the episode once instead of twice like a good listener yeah uh but in fairness you should download it twice um everyone should download it you mean people aren't downloading it twice more? yeah right you like subscribe up for multiple uh podcatchers and download yeah. it on each of those is is really what we're get multiple for. devices yeah. Buy yourself an extra iPhone. For sure. For sure. Um, At least you can do. <laughs> I, you know, I, I had one of those moments recently, and we'll talk about important stuff in a minute, I'm sure. Um, or Slasher, one of the two. But <laughs> <laughs> but I had, uh, for the first time in a long time, I had one of those moments where I, I, I cracked my phone. And oh, I've done it once and it's traumatizing. It, yeah, and it was... I didn't realize I'd done it right away. Like, oh, I thought I really dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway, instead, uh, I, I had cracked it. I had, like the protective screen on it, so it kind of held it all together. But mm-hmm. it was still uh, a mess. And I ended up having a, to get a new iPhone right before the announcement of the new model, which I don't care. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, my, my level of... Like I need to keep up with the new iPhone. Oh, I, I don't have that thing in me. I just I use my oh, iPhone right. for yeah. you know a, occasional photographs, occasional photographs, mm-hmm. but mostly it's the you know it's texting and phone calls and uh, Marvel pu- puzzle quests when I'm on the toilet. Um, <laughs> you know the important stuff, Duncan. A little bit of social media here and there. I just use mine to talk to Siri. We have deep, meaningful conversations about life um the existence of ai mm-hmm. um and and whether or not whether or not uh, she actually likes horror because it sometimes seems like she does other times seems like she doesn't she's a complete flip-flopper on that boy. you flip-flopper i started 
using Siri for the first time with this phone. I, I oh, it's right. something I normally <laughs> don't use, but I, I I've kind of bought into the like, eh, you know, I like I'm I'm giving myself over to the idea that mm-hmm. like they're tracking everything. There's no way around it. So I'm yep. just I, I'm just letting it happen now, as opposed mm-hmm. to before when I was a little like, well, they'll never get me. Uh, but it <laughs> turns out they they do. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, it's like this idea of there's like some sort of control room somewhere that was monitoring you, saying they'll never get me, and everyone looking at each other, kind of like. Give <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> time. Yeah, another one's cracked. Right, and now they're they're like you know oh just say it once just say here hey Siri one time just say it once and yeah and so now I'm using it to set alarms and all that kind of shit and you know that kind well, of thing. yeah of course like that you know um, I, I'd like to order an AK forty seven to my abode sure it's on the way next day shipping oh amazing so yeah yeah so uh you know that's been the biggest thing in my life uh. <laughs> unlike yourself but uh, so that begs the question though now that you've had two mm-hmm. are you are you gonna get the snip is that it are you are are you i, I mean we're not gonna have another one yeah but i don't i don't know if i want to get the snip <laughs> so i'm just saying it, it has liberated friends of mine yes so they they have great things to say about vasectomies I, i'm sh- i'm sure they do i just don't know if like i don't know if you know about this but we have a public healthcare system over here mm-hmm. <laughs> so, i mean it's envied throughout the world but well it doesn't mean that they're going to do the vasectomy in public right uh i think that's how they do it oh they, they just yeah. gather they buy gather locals around yeah your name's drawn out a lottery you yeah you get to see a man's cock tortured um so yeah i'm sure I, there's, a, there's fan fiction somewhere online about that as well <laughs> Yet another victim of Brexit is <laughs> the public genital mutilation. I didn't know what I was voting for, didn't you? Yeah, all right. So somebody in chat saying, uh, stock up on frozen peas if you do go for the snip. And that is the one thing I heard was, yes. you know. Well, yeah. I don't know if this person knows right now, but there is, uh, there, that, like, speaking of Brexit, um, everything's went to fuck in the UK uh, since we closed our borders you know when we were going to take everything back and become this amazing country mm-hmm. um, that we were once before and uh, uh, we now have a massive shortage of turns out weirdly this is this parallels a lot of the American issues as well all those people that do all the jobs that other people don't want to do like pick seasonal fruits um, you know help out on farms like do 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 jobs like cleaning like cleaning mm-hmm. jobs and all, all the stuff that people think they're better than in the country so all that's happened and then long distance drivers uh, like H- HGV lorry drivers massive shortage they estimate 100,000 in the UK at the moment which has sparked a fuel shortage um, and supermarkets actively um, not having like products on like whole shelves like fresh fruit and all the rest and and, and what, what i love about it is no one at the moment has said you know maybe we shouldn't have voted for that brexit thing now everyone's still digging their heels in so yeah. someone else's fault someone what, else's fault it's not it's not them yeah because be. there is a great dearth of people who have the the ability to say to themselves and others i was wrong yeah and and that's one of the the big problems I think culturally I, that we share between our our societies 
yep. is uh is people completely unwilling to be like i fucked up i fucked up yep. i made a mistake and I don't know why that is, because because making mistakes wouldn't that happened of, either. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, like so I distinctly, I distinctly remember, like like when you did something like in my, in my household growing up, if you did something wrong, you apologized for it. You you won't yeah. admit you did something wrong, and then you apologize for it. And there just appears to be a shocking of responsibilities, uh, and that and that sort of particular like sphere of acceptability and accountability that's not there so uh, and link it back to what you said i don't know if there'll be any frozen peas <laughs> yeah uh, the shelves are fucking empty so so uh the other thing that came out of chat was uh you should live stream your vasectomy for the 1500th teapots episode <laughs> which i think is a fine idea that's, that's, well, that's a different meaning to the word fire sale surely it all has to go all all the sperm has to go <laughs> we're doing we're doing a duncan sperm cell rock bottom prices yeah we are we are we are pricing it to move yeah um, um <laughs> i'd like we'll be doing a surprise auction when the ball drops uh that was balls drop balls yeah. drop uh but yeah um yes so uh having the i, I don't know like having the second child's been like she's very much like the clone of her sister and that she's sleeping really well she's yeah. feeding really well and has not been much of an issue so and i've been told not to say that because people that have had kids that have been nightmares um don't like it when someone says that their child is not so i i think there's a gender disparity as well that mm. that from what i i'm led to believe i've never had children of my own um but uh what i understand is that kids uh that, that girls tend to be just better behaved early on not behaved but just a little yeah. calm like just in general are better but i think, I think just safe, i think it's safe to say that i think they are just in general and that doesn't go away they just yeah. retain that they are better <laughs> like, yeah so. yeah i i don't disagree with any of that like i i look at what my day entails and that of my significant other and i'm like yeah you're just a a objectively better human being than i am yeah there is no getting around it yeah you know I'm, I'm i'm very fortunate like later on we're gonna go do some halloween decorating and that's very exciting but in the course of her day she's like helping people and saving them whereas yeah. i am like eh, you know i answer some i'm gonna calls. i'm gonna go on live stream about this horror movie yeah have you watched <laughs> slasher you shouldn't <laughs> Yeah, that puts everything in the context. It, yeah, um, no, like we've had that conversation where she's like, "Should I be watching this show?" And I'm like, "No, under no, no circumstances." No, no yeah, no. save like, yourself. You're you will think less of me if you do. <laughs> and you actively watch this? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. For what reason? Well, no reason really. Uh, I, we did, we thought it might be a good idea, and it's turned out it wasn't. We're too stubborn to stop. Yeah, I mean, we can't we can't admit that we were wrong. You know. Yeah uh it's not, it's the circular genes, conversation um, <laughs> anyway let's get to our filthy business duncan which of course is uh at at the upfront if you've ever watched or listened to the show before duncan you would know that at the beginning we talk about a couple of movies good and bad that we've seen recently yep. and and i've got i'm loaded for bear i've been watching a bunch of stuff so mm -hmm. you you if you feel like you want to go first by all means otherwise I'll... Uh, yeah i'll get i'll get the good one out of the way because i've seen a, a, a fair few good things um uh, mostly n new horror releases at the the old cinema which 
has surprised me because like we've like we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. So um the night house. Big oh, yeah. thumbs up from this guy. Big thumbs up from this guy. I yeah. really, really liked that. I thought the ending was a bit twee. I I believe I've heard that exact word used a couple yeah. of times. As, in you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit twee, but it's not offensively twee. Um, it's just like, right, I can see how you landed that, and I, I may have done things a little bit differently, but it completely makes sense from the movie you were doing. Also, what's really interesting about that one is had I not known going into that, that um, Bruckner had been working on the Hellraiser mm-hmm. remake, which had been taken away from him, which morphed into the, the Nighthouse, I would have said that there was heavy Hellraiser influences on it. Mm. Um, which is like, like they're, they're ingrained in there, this idea of someone seeking something beyond and then almost haunting from from the other side uh that which you know he has sought it's in there thematically it's just handled completely differently but it's, it's clear that he morphed it into it which actually now really makes me wish Bruckner had had his shot at the Hellraiser remake because thematically speaking um it was really quite interesting how he handled that with a, a degree of maturity um so yeah I, I, there's part of me that's like that could have been Something really interesting, but I really enjoyed that. Obviously, the Candyman uh, reboot, remake, sequel um, that came out, and for the most part, that was that was really good. Couple issues with it. Um, I think there's some kind of sloppy editing towards the end. Like there's a big jump in between one scene to the next scene where I feel like something's just hit the cutting room floor and no one's decided to fill sure. the gap. Yeah, and that's that was really it. I thought everything else was handled incredibly well i really liked it yeah yeah there's a scene there's a scene where he is with a character and then the next minute they're in a church Mm. and that bit to me it's like a it's like a kind of cut thing and then we're there and i'm like whoa right how did we like yeah it just it felt a bit jarring and i know they did re-edits before it was released in the year in between i don't know if that's something where they're like actually it'd be better to get this down to a tight thing and if we keep if we take all these bits out or we cut it a particular way, this scene no longer makes sense. So this scene has to come out and we'll just take that jump because it's a movie that deals with, you know, the idea of, you know, uh, let me put it this way. It wasn't enough to make me go like, oh, well, they fucked it at all. It's just more, it just felt a bit, everything else ran very smooth and felt like it had like a pristine, meticulous eye. And then there was a bit there which felt like, just a chunk. It was like a, a missing bit from a jigsaw. I can still mm-hmm. make it what the picture is, and it looks fine, but I know there's something missing, and I wish I just had it to complete the whole thing. Out with that, though, I loved what they did with it. I thought the, the new interpretation of Candyman was great, um, and the, the, the kind of idea of linking it back to this idea of like a tulpa, um, and how that can transcend generations. All that very, very, very smartly done. Like, inc- mm-hmm. like To the point where I'm sitting going, this movie's like really clever <laughs> like, i don't know if people are appreciate how clever this movie actually is so yeah it was yeah. really good i i couldn't agree more i i thought uh it, one of my favorite things i've seen this year um i thought that it, it does a very very nice job of sort of threading that needle between being um you know like treading some of the same ground as the original but also yep. really exploding that in a way that made it feel very modern and mm-hmm. and certainly 
uh, you know, like obviously we don't want to spoil anything. So, but it does exist in a world that hap- is you know post George Floyd in America. You know where hundred percent it it yeah. the the idea of you know just black Americans living with injustice for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and and the faces change, but the injustice does not. Yeah. Um. I I think that it handles that stuff really well, and it's just it, it's it's just so smart about it. I really liked it a lot. I like you said, it's very clever. Um. I thought the performances were great. I thought when mm-hmm. it wanted to get bloody, it did that really well. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it was just it, it, like. I left that experience uh, kind of coming off the heels of something like Malignant, which I was still not seen yet. So I've still not seen. Yeah, I, I, like I, I tell people, like I had the reverse of my usual James Wan problems with Malignant, where the first hour I couldn't care less about, but the last half hour I thought was rad. Yeah, uh, and but coming off of that and feeling like that was a real missed opportunity. And then seeing Candyman, I was like, oh, no, this totally gets it right. This is exactly what I want out of a horror movie, which is I like interesting characters that talk about interesting things and mm-hmm. and, and and so forth. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my good. Go for it. Um, and this is going to be mm, a bit of a cheat, but... Um, <laughs> So, because I want to, I want to mention Savage Land, which is something that came up on the uh, the summer series. Yeah, yeah. And is that is that was that a first time watch? For no, you? no. I'd seen it before. What? Oh well, look who's here, <laughs> uh, clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. Guess who's You're in about, for the movie talk? Yeah, um, I was about to say you are about to get cat wrecked him right on the right on the camera. There's nothing better. <laughs> It's it's really his move. I think we can get kicked off YouTube for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to briefly mention Savage Land because I hadn't seen it in a while and I watched it again based on some of the Summer Series conversation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's really what what a solid horror film that is. It's really well, one of those ones where it's worth, I mean, it wasn't on paper. There are other titles that we could have put in there in the 12 that are probably better made movies uh you know better constructed you know like just like full of movies but there's something about that and that's the beauty of the summer series you every now and again get a chance to pick a movie that a lot of people will not have seen and can elevate it into a conversation enough that i hope people will be in a position that they'll want to check out afterwards uh, and that was what definitely one of those titles so um yeah it's really good it's yeah. really good so br- brief mention of that and then let's get to the the real shit uh, so yesterday I wrapped up Midnight Mass, the new Mike Flanagan series. Oh, ah, excellent. Yeah, I've not even started it yet. So. Um, and here's what I'll say, uh, because I wouldn't want to give any of that away, mm-hmm. uh, of, of the moves of that show. It is the Stephen Kingist, Stephen King story that was never written by Stephen King, um, mm-hmm. uh, because Mike Flanagan just lives in that world and, and he's he knows how to make a stephen king story even if it's not a stephen king story so it's not an adaptation then it is not no this is it we'll discuss it once you've seen it right cool (laughs) uh because there's a moment where it's like oh i thought it was this stephen king story but it's really this stephen king story ah right right so um it has some moves uh but i 
So I will say, I don't think Midnight Mass is as good as The Haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. in the sense that it is a less, it, it it is less about, hey, let's just do this creepy ghost story. Yeah. You know? Instead, I think Midnight Mass is a far more ambitious mm-hmm. kind, kind of story, and uh it has the sheer balls the fucking balls duncan the fucking balls um to uh to basically pose the question what happens when we die and what is the nature of faith Mm -hmm. and it answers the question it doesn't it, it may not answer it to your entire satisfaction or my entire satisfaction but that's that is the field we're playing in with midnight mass is mm. it it is much more esoteric it is much more ambitious uh i think it's probably better than haunting of hill house but i don't know yeah. that it's as like it like haunting of hill house feels like slipping into a blanket or yeah. something where you're just like ooh let's get the cocoa out and ooh this is scary whereas <laughs> midnight mass is like i am i like i'm feeling a lot of complicated emotions about <laughs> about the nature of of my relationship to whatever god may be Uh and and uh thinking about uh, issues of addiction and how religion treats that and yeah so it's a much more like i said it's just far far more ambitious um it's got great performances there's a great mother carmody kind of character Mm -hmm. uh that is real fun to hate in in that movie and um, the one thing that kind of made the rounds on social media, and I would I would echo this: if you have any way to turn off uh, the autoplay for Netflix episodes, do that, especially for the fifth episode, where right. you are going to want to kind of live in the credits for a minute. Um, Go, cool. yeah. So uh, once again, Mike Flanagan, and here's what I did, Duncan, because I'm such a glutton for this shit. Um, I, as soon as not as soon, but I finished Midnight Mass and I sat down and I kind of thought about it for a little bit and uh, and and you know really composed myself and and formed more of what my final thoughts were about that as, as a whole project and then immediately watched the director's cut of Doctor Sleep because um, because <laughs> I was like, hey, you know what's a much more uh i i would say less challenging yeah kind of story it's just a good story Mm -hmm. and but it it was weird because going back to dr sleep i was like oh yeah there's really a lot of the same kind of ideas in dr sleep just not addressed as directly as they are in midnight mass yeah and yeah a lot a lot of commonalities that i thought were uh surprising but anyway Mm -hmm. duncan Mm-hmm. uh i i can't recommend i i i i'm so looking forward to talking to you about midnight mass um it's it's gonna be a fun conversation to be sure um because mm-hmm. it it like i i didn't want to talk about it all right i was gonna say something i was like nope i didn't, I didn't want to say that much it, it's not even a spoiler but i don't give a shit i want everyone to have the, the good time with it either. um so let's talk about bad stuff before we talk about bad shows uh but 
tell me, Duncan, what what movie have you seen that maybe it's, it isn't so good as the Night House? Um, I, I'm going to give you a two for again um, because uh, because why not? Yeah. Um, first one uh, is the. Uh, I actually just watched it today, um, so it's, it's kind of stuck with me. Uh, it's a movie called Blind Date from 1984. I, I saw you posted about this. Okay, I don't know anything about that movie. Right, so it's, it falls under the 88 films slasher classics, Bo. Now, I'm doing the air quotes there because that is a collection that has been bereft of slashers and or classics. Um, it's just a label, it's just a title that they put on things that, that I think they just like to lump in. As, oh, these were slasher movies back in the 80s, and most of them haven't been. Uh, Blindy is directed, uh, I actually think it's more produced than fully directed, by uh, Nico Mostrakis, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He did Island of Death. It's a very infamous video nasty. Like, actually, of the video nasties, it's the one that maybe doesn't get talked about enough that is equally as nasty as, as movies like Cannibal Holocaust and I Spit in Your Grave. Um, just a very, very, very unpleasant fucking movie. Um, but he, he was a bit of an exploitation filmmaker. He was inspired to make Island of Death after seeing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, and it's not really like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, although at the same time, there are waves of Texas Chainsaw Massacre through it. Uh, and then he started doing, in the 80s, he just became a weird power player for making not so great movies. And for some reason, the last three discs in the, the collection have been his movies and none of them have been, <laughs> have been good at all. Um, but I was interested in this one because it has a Kirstie Alley in it. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw her name on the poster. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is like a pre-Savic. Yeah. Performance. And, um, we, uh, yeah, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Matrina uh, Sartis, is it? From Next oh, Generation? Oh, yeah, Marina, I think is her yeah. name. Marina Sartis. Yeah, so she's in it. She she gets her she gets her boobs out, which, yeah. by the way... It happens a lot. You know, <laughs> Counselor Troy. Um, dear God. Uh, she, did, did you ever see her giving that speech at some Star Trek convention where she No, I know crying? she's a bit saucy. I know that she is a bit saucy. I've heard her do interviews in the past and she can be a bit she's she she's not one of these ones that hides sweary words, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she can yeah, be yeah. quite colourful. Um Well she but, so she like broke down crying, talking about how like getting the Star Trek gig kind of saved her from these yeah. exploitation movies that yeah. she was doing to pay the bills, but she hated it. Yeah. Anyway, so oh, still, she's a, she's a, a blink and you miss her role in this one anyway. She's she's one of the early victims. Um so yeah, this movie is not good. <laughs> like um because I think it wants to be a sci-fi movie, but also wants to be like a Jallo. And it's definitely not a fucking it clearly this dude this dude here has watched some 70s Argento and been like, you know what, I'm gonna do an Argento movie, but it's it's not even it's not a slasher because it doesn't follow the tropes of just even the general tropes of being a slasher. It's an hour and forty five minutes, and basically it's about this accountant who uh, accountant executive who works for a modeling agency who's over in Athens for some. He basically fancies himself as a bit of a Patrick Bateman, and that he's constantly walking around with a Walkman on, uh, listening to bad music, um, and he's very like handsomely dressed and all the rest. But he's a hero in this movie, but he's also a peeping Tom. Right, as so, most like, heroes are. 
Yeah. Because he thinks one of the models resembles an ex-girlfriend of his, so he starts basically stalking her. And in the stalking of her, he comes across someone committing a murder, the jalo aspect of it, and chases after this guy and then, <laughs> this is serious, runs into a tree and goes blind. <laughs> no joke. Uh, goes blind. To, but there's nothing... he'd been hit on the head by a coconut. This is literally, I was like, are we, what are we fucking doing here? Uh, but they address it in the movie in that he's, his eyes are fine, but the trauma has blinded him. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, okay. So it's psychosomatic. So, yeah, but he, okay. instead of like trying to fix that issue, what he opts in for is an experimental procedure. This is, I should, this is a, this is really happens in the movie. An experimental procedure, which will basically allow him to visualize computerized sonar by way of a Walkman. Yeah, like a, a bat. What bats yeah. uh, famously yes. carry so a Walkman. Plugs, he plugs all these things into plugs all these things into his arm and a Walkman, and then he can see essentially grid lines. So it's like a shite Tron. Okay. Um, right. So this is this is what he sees. Uh-huh. And um so but then he goes back to like peeping in on this woman. But all he can see is the outline now. <laughs> you can't actually make details of it unless he's looking up against her and then he stumbles across the killer again and then decides to catch the killer, stop the killer um, and that's the movie I, I, it's a bad sci-fi movie it doesn't even quantify as a thriller, the acting is terrible it has a hero in it who is, is lecherously staring through windows at women undressing which makes him by default fucking unlikable <laughs> Like, um, and as a killer that we kind of know, it's like half, like very early on we find out who the killer is. So it's like it's like an episode of Columbo, but without the charm. And you know how you know the killer, you just wait till Columbo solving the mystery. Yeah, yeah. And then the technology stuff is all fucking nonsense. Um, and yet it's just shit. It's an hour and 40, 45 minutes of absolute drivel and shit. Um, and I thought that might be the thing I was going to talk about here. And then I remembered that a couple of weeks ago I watched a movie called Claw which came out this year. I, I haven't is, heard about this. <laughs> Claw is directed by the dude that did Open Water. Oh, okay. I like Open Water so, enough. I'm the same as you. I'm like that, this guy. But this guy has clearly been trading on this movie for years now because he's done nothing else good. And this <laughs> might be the... This is Claw the, just Open Water, only it's a crab this time? Is, and no, this is the bottom of the barrel, right? So this movie, and like you stick with... This is the sort of thing that I know for a fact you're going to end up watching, and I, I'm not happy about it. So I'm telling you right now, as funny as I make this sound, don't watch it. Go on. <laughs> right. So basically, this is, it, it wants to be Tremors, right? So there's a like a ghost like Wild West amusement park thing in the middle of nowhere outside of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And there's this female comedian going to her first gig, her big break with her gay friend, and they get stranded in the road and, you know, have to basically hitchhike to this ghost town to spend the night in order that they can get their tires changed and then make their way to Los Angeles so she can do the gig. And they meet this really eccentric guy who runs the ghost town that no one visits. Um, so that's one part of the story. In the background, though, this guy's brother is a zany scientist who somehow managed to Jurassic Park a velociraptor. All right. Right. But it's like the worst CGI velociraptor you've ever seen. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm right. St- look, I'm still not out. 
I know you're still not out, but you need to be out, right? Because this thing walks like an like graphics from a SNES, like that, right? And it's, it appears, but wait, wait, we don't wait. have How does it walk to... again? Let me see this. Okay, all right, I'm like with that. you. You know, kind of like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. not natural just... movements. There's no bend in the leg. They just move like that. Right, it's, just, it, it's like two frames of animation. Got it. Yeah, like a praying mantis fighting another praying mantis. You know, it's like, you know, or like a really bad kung fu session where someone's trying to do like cream. I'm so uh, happy anyway. right now. So anyway, this thing is like they can't afford to have it on the screen at all times. So we do a lot of through the eyes of the creature. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Anyway, so remember that that movie about the the was it, it was the pool, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. The oh, about the the guy trapped in the pool with the alligator that doesn't eat anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Remember yeah, no that. one dies. No one dies in Claw either. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now I'm back out. Yeah, no one dies in claw. No, there is one person that dies, but then there's a reveal that they didn't die. Oh, and, is it is it then, like a, a April Fool's Day where the the Velociraptor is like, oh, I staged this all along. I I would appreciate it and respect him more if it tried to do that, but it's just a case of you saw him go off screen and you hear ah, the thing was coming, and then he's back at the end with no explanation as to how he survived. And then there's one other death that's shot right at the very end, but revealed to be a dream. So I'm like, so oh. no one, no one fucking died in this movie, and um, yeah, there's unlikable characters. Um, it goes on for an hour and a half uh, with really bad graphics, and then the st- the stand up comedian set for the stand up comedian is not funny. Yeah, so actor that isn't funny, bro. And I'm like, all the will that I have is gone from watching this. It's absolutely terrible it's like it's like absolutely not to the point where it's so bad it's funny it's just terrible and this dude from this is his new movie and at some point people need to stop financing directors because they made a good movie in the past i think that's it when there has to be a cutoff point you spent our money on what if i didn't know any better i would assume he was laundering money or something <laughs> So I swear to God, it's barely a movie. It's what, barely right. a movie. Like that uh, uh, Corman Fantastic Four where it just exists <laughs> to, to like uh, retain some rights or something to uh-huh. be yeah. Velociraptor. Yeah, like, what was it? Hellraiser, Hellraiser, that last Judgment? Head. Is that what it was? Yeah, the, the one with Fat Pinhead, which was purely made only as a way to retain the rights for the studio. This will keep it with us. Like Doug Bradley's not coming back. We don't need Doug Bradley. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you, I will, you, you I will tear boy. that package of donuts apart. Well, literally, that guy was like, but he couldn't even speak because he had the donuts. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, Claw is awful. And the worst thing about it is, the worst thing about it is, and this is the thing that almost made me want to like write an angry op-ed direct to the director himself, mm-hmm. is on the poster, they used the joke from Jurassic Park. Do you think he saw us? And about that. So not only are you fucking playing around in the playground of Jurassic Park, one of the best movies of the last 30 years, right? Not only are you playing in that one, right? And you're kind of, oh, we've resurrected this sort of year, but you're at, not even a patch on that. That movie's a fucking PG, and at least four people die that you see visibly on screen in gruesome fucking ways. Not only do you do that, but you try to be pithy and funny with it in a terrible way, and then you steal the funny joke from that, and you put it on the poster as the tagline for your shame movie. 
So I like. I, I appreciate how angry you are about it. I just I, I hate wasting time. I yeah. hate wasting time on things. And it came through as a screener, and um, I I sat and I watched it, and I I just couldn't understand what the fuck I'd watched at all. It's just awful. So that's my bad. Beat that bull. I I can't. Uh, but I'll tell you what you've done here is you've successfully talked me out of seeing it. Don't watch it. Yeah, like, that's, this is why he keeps getting movies. I think yeah. it's people keep checking them out because they don't want. Yeah, no, you know I, I mean? I'm out. I'm out. I, I think the idea that you know, hey, this is uh, just a dude um, who who kind of cribs some shit from Jurassic Park, but didn't get it right, and nobody dies. Eh, that's, do I don't you need fuck that. that up. How do you make like CGI raptor aside? Put extra characters in there as fodder and kill like characters I don't care about and kill them off. Yeah, I if no one in your movie dies in which there is a threat like a mechanical velociraptor. Yeah, yeah, just like we talked about uh, what whatever was it called the pool? I don't even it remember. Was the pool. Yeah, it's yeah. the pool. Like that's but, the biggest crime. The like I said before in that movie, the dog hangs itself to get out of the movie. He took the easy way out. Yeah. <laughs> so like commit seppuku on on like at the side of the pool to get out fucking being in that movie. Demanded his names be taken out of the credits as well. Pupku. <laughs> when asked for his comments about the movie, he said it was rough. Um You know what? what? I'll allow it. What? Um what's your bad? Give me your bad. Okay, so I've been uh stupidly on a run of found footage movies lately oh, uh, because right. I, I there's something about a, a found footage movie that i just kind of innately appreciate i still I st- to this day i will still sit down and watch it like i'm not off that train yeah like, at all even though i know that it's hit ratio with me is not great anymore mm-hmm. that i still get surprised there's a new one uh, which has been um, talked about quite highly. I think it's dashboard cam or da- something. Dash cam. I've heard the dash opposite. The dude who did who did the host. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that it's kind of crap, but I. I oh really? I heard it. it was great. Okay, I I hope you're right because I'll still watch. So it. So do I. I'm wrong. very excited for it. Um, yeah, you I like the host, now, buddy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you some stuff that I think I heard or maybe dreamed. All right. So. <laughs> It's like that scene in The Simpsons where I, I think I've used this joke about a million times on this show, but I keep using it. Where uh, Homer walks into to speak to Apu at the Quickie Mart and asks for um, that new beer that contains soda, that uh, like contains candy in it, you know, Skittle Brew. Yeah. And he's like, no such thing exists, sir. And he's like, well, give me a six pack of Duff and a, a packet of Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go make it easy anyway. <laughs> Skittle Brew. Um, yeah. So. Because I've been watching a run of, of found footage movies, you know how it is. Yes. Uh, every every now and again, you, you get a real stinker. Mm. Uh, shout out, by the way, to uh, the movie Case 347, which is not a great movie, but not a terrible found footage movie. Um, I don't know. Did you ever see Murder, Death, Korea, Tim? Uh, I don't think I did. Check out. Okay. I, I really really liked that movie and it plays very loose with the idea of horror apart from one particular scene but it is a great example of I I think it actually portrays the idea of people trying to, how people get absorbed into conspiracy Mm. like really 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 well, not in the way where it's like the government's but like just like the initial first step into thinking oh well 
something happened there and the police aren't giving me the right information. So I'll just do a bit of research and how that can spiral into, you, you just like a complete disconnect where things that are known as fact around you and a complete distrust. I think it handles it really fucking well and no one's seen it and there's no information online about it either. It's a weird fucking movie. It's on Amazon Prime. Murder, okay. Death, Korea, Tim. Oh yeah, I'll give it a look. Uh, and I think Case Three Forty Seven is uh, that might have been a two B kind of fine, but uh, regardless, yep. not not a bad found footage movie. And and uh, does alien abduction stuff. Oh, and, cool. and kind of has some some neat stuff surrounding that. Again, not the it's no Savage Land or anything, but it's kind of fun. Yep. Uh, conversely, but... yeah. <laughs> um, I watched the movie Nightlight. Which is, uh, <laughs> Duncan. <laughs> so it it's definitely, uh, you know that that found footage, uh, kind of film made within the past few years. All right. And you think they would have learned some lessons? Where like, hey, how about you have a likable character, and how about uh, we don't just do a bunch of running like you see a thing and then run from it for 15 minutes and that's where you know that you're in the hands of somebody that doesn't understand that found footage needs to especially these days you yeah. gotta do some shit with it and, yeah and like the for the blair witch formula worked when the blair witch project came out because nobody had, nobody knew what the hell that was mm. and in this day and age duncan if you're doing a found footage film i just don't think you can skate on hey we're gonna set up this kind of creepy idea yeah. and then we're gonna whip the camera around you see something for a second and then you're gonna run from it from a little while yeah and well, that's that's what's got me intrigued about this uh the paranormal activity mm. movie that's coming out next month is like like you see that formula doesn't really work anymore <laughs> like you know what i mean it's it's kind of yeah. it's kind of become a bit of a cliche so if you're returning to do that is there is there more tricks in the bag that they're going to pull out to to kind of modernize it or is it just going to be another paranormal activity movie and if it's going to just be another paranormal activity movie do we care yeah, right the last one that i think i enjoyed was the marked ones yes because it had that whole shotgun sequence the shotgun uh, sequence the, is the, maybe the best sequence in the entire series. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that was great. And then Ghost Dimension. A, an old woman gets shot in the face with a shotgun. It's as yeah. maybe the greatest thing ever. So it's it's up there. It's like Sonny getting shot in the toll booth in The Godfather, in terms of like just a great cinematic moment. Um, yeah, spoilers for The Godfather. Uh, Sonny Sonny gets at the toll booth. Um, yeah. It, well, what's it called? Next of Kin. Is that the new paranormal yeah. movie? And I think that uh, they're they're putting in a CGI Patrick Swayze, <laughs> uh, like they did Peter Cushing uh, in the Star Wars movies, where oh where god, no, Patrick Swayze returns to the Paranormal Activity house, uh, searching for his brother who's gone missing <laughs> in the big city, <laughs> and it turns out uh, it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> And if that isn't the best paranormal activity ever movie ever made, I don't know what would be. Yeah, um, I, like I was, I was just upset that in Ghost Dimension, where they transported through the dimension, it didn't become being John Malkovich, which was the logical thing to be. They're in my head. Um, so 
don't know. Uh, they missed a trick there, I think. Yeah, I'd, like, like, so, so this, this is basically the the old formula. There's something we're running away from it. Oh, there's something again we're running away from it. How tedious. Yeah, and right, and and it ends in uh, the place you expect where. It's just like, oh, everybody's dead, and you get, yeah. you know, the fun. Oh, here's a spooky final shot where the ghost is holding the camera. Yeah, and it's like, eh, this is this is the living worst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where the camera I, turns around and it's a CGI Velociraptor. Oh, um, John Malkovich. Ah, it was ah, me the whole time. I, me, can you believe it? <laughs> Welcome to my ghost dimension. Yeah. I uh, see you standing over the grave of another dead president. <laughs> I see you standing over the grave of another ghost president. <laughs> ghost president. Abraham Lincoln in the background going, he's, he's serious! Four scores! <laughs> like he's serious! <laughs> By the way, the fact that Ghost President is not a found footage movie is a, a real missed opportunity as well. I think so. I think we could do wonders with that. Um, speaking of doing wonders, Duncan, it's, it's time to, to get to Slasher. It is time to get to Slasher, Bo. I, I'm going to say, do we have to, but then I remember that we do. So it's, yeah, it's kind of the whole point of the show, uh, at least for now. <laughs> and so for the rest of the year it is, Bo. This yeah. is, this is us for the rest of 2021 you know that year that's been awesome to everyone and keeps giving great things back yeah this is how we're closing it out with slasher season three and that feels fitting to me yeah <laughs> that feels right so so folks here's what all right so slasher season three um called solstice <laughs> is is the name of of this uh this season another aaron martin winner and yeah. <laughs> The first episode, apparently this whole season, Duncan, is like a 24-hour period. It is, yes. And so... He's watched 24, and he's been like that. I'm going to do 24, and they're like, that means 24 episodes, and you're only greenlit for eight. And he's like, we'll make it work. Right, well, how about, because we're we're on Canadian time here, one hour equals three hours. Yeah. And so this covers from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., this first episode so we're just missing like midnight to 3 a.m 3 a.m to like we're just really short changing it covers a 24 hour period but starts at a reasonable hour Do you, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well look uh we the show had to get to work it went to bed <laughs> early <laughs> it got up at six so it had time for a shower maybe a bowl of cereal Maybe yep. a little fruit, and then it can go about the business of being. It's a the most important meal of the day, Bo. It needs it. It needs it in its system in order to function. You know, here's the one thing that Slasher will tell you is that most people are deficient in vitamin D, and it's it important to start the day with maybe a vitamin D supplement as well. Yep. Make sure you take in your probiotics. Good for your gut. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> we open on the healthiest of locations, Duncan, which is a rave. Yeah, a rave where everyone is out their tits. And I'm also going to say, I have been to raves. People uh -huh. do not look like this in raves. Like, everyone here is either, like, a fucking a, a male model, like mm -hmm. a, a chiseled Adonis, um, or, like, the, the prettiest woman on the planet. Like, this is, like, a, an entire room 
where everything looks like everything's lit in perfect neon lights. Yeah. Everyone has just the right amount of sweat on them, uh-huh. with that perfect flawless makeup. And everyone, everyone looks like someone from, I don't know, a cosmetics company has styled them before they went in. And that's just not what raves look like. No yeah. one has shit themselves. That is what raves look like. Someone always shits themselves at a rave. Well, so you're 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 not wrong. That the that description is perfect. But all right, so we've got kind of we're following one dude who's kind of dressed up as sort of a a gay devil. Yeah, it's, it's kind of imagine imagine the movie Horns, but uh-huh. imagine it was on a gay porn set, and that's kind of what it looks like. It's different sort of horns, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, horns, there are three like, horns. Yeah, <laughs> two on the head, one in the trousers. <laughs> he's the he's the prettiest man on the planet. I swear to God, yeah, I would I would have sex with him if he asked me. It, particularly because one of the first things you see him do is pull out some blow, yep. and like he and another dude are are kissing. Uh, yep. He's he's taking selfies with people. He's smoking yep. a little weed. He's doing all bull. Like having a life I can only imagine. Duncan. He's a horny devil, bro. He is a horny devil. He is good boy. Um, <laughs> that's all I could think. All I could think about was Bill Hicks and good boy. You know, wrap oh, your legs around my head. Wait, me, let me wear you like a horse feed. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, naughty old goat boy. Um, yeah. And so yeah but like you said they're like girls making out there are dudes making out there are dudes and girls making out yeah. um our our horny little devil goat boy uh is like oh, hey how about you let me fuck you against this beam in the middle of this party and that's and he's what not happens. the only one fucking against the beam in the party bro. yeah and this is the first time you're like oh this is the netflix season or, or yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. this is the one where <laughs> Aaron Martin was like, "Oh, I can just do anything." Yeah, like, like, finally, I can unleash my true vision. I've been held back all these years, right? And, and everyone else thought that meant like quality writing, good acting, all the rest. No, it turns out smart. Yeah, how about I just do uh, a, a little bit of you know bisexual porn uh, in honor of Bisexual Awareness Day? Yes. And <laughs> anyway, so after he gets done with his debauchery. Yep. He he's strolling home through a dark alley, feeling pretty good about himself, and I don't blame him for a second. He's just been laid, he's done all the drugs on the planet. He is he's walking home. He's walking on sunshine, bro. Yeah, I, I mean blue sunshine, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Um Ugh. so he passes by a dude in this neon face mask, and he sees him and he's just like <laughs> and it just laughs at the guy. It just keeps on staggering home. But if, this... if you are a killer, bro, and uh-huh. you're like, finally I shall wreak my revenge on this city. Um, I'll here's my costume and all the rest. And, then, and like Batman, like if you were watching The Dark Knight and uh-huh. like he drops down from the ceiling, all the criminals laughed at his silly bat costume. You know, it like kind of loses the impact. And no wonder yeah. this guy's like, fuck you. Take some Look wind at out my... the sails. Yeah, look at my fancy neon mask. This is cool. I haven't completely stolen the idea of this from the purge. Right, right. <laughs> or or uh, the video game Watch Dogs 2 and all of that yes. stuff. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yes. 
so uh the the killer follows him yeah then pulls a knife just runs at our horny little devil and stabs him a couple of times yeah yeah he's got a knife (laughs) we'll get there we're only one season away um and he gets oh, actually after this we're only seven episodes away from, i know i'm uh, counting down though I'm yeah counting down, trust the, me. the countdown to cronenberg has begun <laughs> but our yeah so our horny devil uh is just screaming bloody murder as he would he is actually that he's he is like literally a, ah! <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> it gets like shanked a couple of times and it looks quite sore and once again, the one thing we can never, never like throw a bad word about slasher is when they when they want to do practical effects, they do them really well. So we get him; he climbs up a set of stairs, goes into an apartment building, right? Which we find that it's his apartment apartment mm-hmm. building. But he tries to close the tries to close the door, uh, but from the sheer amount of blood that has um, um, left his body, has made the floor slick, which he keeps slipping on. <laughs> Which I did find kind of funny. Yeah, um, slipping around on his guts. Uh, he's like, yeah, like it's like, that. and he's trying to close the door, and I, I, but was it lots of blood? It looks like a nice knife wound on him. Although I'm like, he got shanked about four times. There's only one knife wound on him. Let's not let's not count too much into that. Maybe hit him in the same spot four times, unlikely. But uh, yeah, so he's he's screaming bloody murder as they would say in in, the, in Scotland, as he climbs up the stairs mm-hmm. uh, to start doing the old, uh, once again, a, a second mention of American Psycho in the show, like the scene of the woman like, banging on the door yeah. so she's being chased by Patrick Bateman naked with a chainsaw. And he, he goes to Cassie, uh, yeah. a lady in the apartment building, and she's like, fuck off. Well, I, and the insinuation is that he may have slept with her and wronged her. Yeah, and not the first door you knock on, Bo. <laughs> right. Well, look, you know, any port in a bloody storm. <laughs> and, but she's having none of this and won't let him in. And then he he thinks that there's a key above the door, and there's yeah. not. And no. meanwhile, while he's looking for that, our neon faced dude comes up behind him and just stabs him a few more times. Well, yeah, like because the, the thing that kind of struck me straight away is we. We've plenty of, like in this scene. We get plenty of witnesses that see that see a killer stabbing this guy. Yeah. So there's not there's this you know oh suspected like it's clearly evident that people in this building kind of and I think this is why it's going to link back around but clearly see this guy stabbed and do nothing to assist. They're all fucking cowards, bo. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, he he should have yelled fire instead of rape. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, our sheriff from season one shows up drunk. Yeah. And he plays a real piece of shit in this, this show, though. That seems to be kind of where he lives as an actor. But then again, every character in every season of Slasher is a piece of shit to one degree or another. I will say nothing, nothing made me happier. Like the best thing about this entire season is the return of Noah yeah. as he twiddly moustached hipster barista and i was like now this is the worst fucking casting ever <laughs> like someone needs someone needs stabbed by a fucking neon face killer for this decision <laughs> it yeah there are a lot of familiar faces that we're gonna see uh which i i enjoy about aaron martin he has that kind of ensemble 
uh cast that yeah. he he plucks from but can, can i bring over the worst characters from the previous season yes yes i can can yeah. i make them even worse characters yes yes i can and <laughs> we'll get to dawn um <laughs> she she took the biggest step down from you know bitch who at least knew yeah. what was going on to social media terrible and still person. weirdly maybe the most likable character in this out with the the girl and the hijab like yeah maybe yeah maybe those two are the most and i you know and when you're when a blogger herself is you know like like a, a blogger slash influencer is someone that i'm like you might be the most likable but i don't like that well i don't want to like those people yeah yeah anytime somebody like in a any kind of entertainment is a you know an influencer or yeah. blogger or something like, is the oh, likable character just... that the audience have to linchpin on is not a good idea yeah yeah for sure I, but i in in fairness to this show i don't think she is painted in necessarily a great light here no i yeah i think she might be one i don't think dawn surviving this season is no 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 <laughs> so yeah so uh dean mcdermott is the actor's name who plays the sheriff he, he's playing dan in uh this season but and so, the handyman yeah so sheriff dan um <laughs> lieutenant dan <laughs> <laughs> lieutenant dan you've got drunken legs because <laughs> he's just constantly and, and fucked like, up in this. yeah and a, and a racist keyboard apparently oh um, my goodness we'll yes. we'll get to it we'll get to it <laughs> so yeah so um oh god this care the, uh, this whole oh, the whole episode dude, the whole episode front to back everybody is terrible in this except for the killer and we'll get yeah to and her. they're all the worst they're all like st- they're all steroid arnold schwarzenegger like versions of of bad like yeah. their qualities are all like magnified to the nth degree as a as a negative are, so. are you trying to suggest that maybe aaron martin isn't great about nuanced characters because well, this is what I'm, I'm thinking that he's taken the wrong lesson away from 80s slasher movies and not like i think that's the bit that he's missed i think what he's seen is like and and as slasher movies went on in the 80s you had all your like all your essentially all your trope demographic characters and they were all like like the 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 blonde bimbo was the you know the the most blonde bimbo in this movie yeah. and the, i i think what he's thought is right well i can modernize that and you can't so they have to be abstract terms they have to be you know on that level they can't be oh this guy has right-wing tendencies so let's make him the head of fucking the Ku Klux Klan you know you know like he's he's a leader of the Proud Boys you know you can't fucking do that and that's what he's done so no one can just be like a no one can just be like a kind of casual version of anything or have a tendency towards something it's like they all have to be the worst version of it and the most extreme version and that is tiresome because I just don't. I I believe these people exist in one way, shape, and form. I just don't believe they all exist in one apartment complex. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree. It, it it is a this one goes to eleven. Uh, all the way. Yeah, it's yeah. this is Spinal Tap eleven all the way through for every character. All right. So anyway, one, they, one, he passes Dan, who does fuck all. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so one quick note from chat that I have to clarify, Lori, who is Mister Tory Spelling? 
because uh, <laughs> so one of these characters apparently is married to Tori Spelling. Uh, and I, really? I, yeah, I need to, I need to get to the bottom of that. Anyway, so we'll we'll circle back to that. Um, yeah. If, so if we find out it's Noah. I am gonna shit a brick. Oh, that would, oh, that would make me happy. All right, it, <laughs> if it, it, it would feel like cosmically, that makes sense to me. There is a logic yeah. to that. Uh, so the, the sheriff Dan sees this killer just run by, and he's just like, so that looks fucked up. <laughs> not literally what he's like he does nothing not like yeah. a, hey buddy you might want to stop he just lets the guy walk past it and then as part of me is like if this character if this character was gay or even bisexual maybe that's something this Dan guy would do because he's a real fucking piece of shit yeah 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 so that kind of maybe maybe there's advanced thought. I, I get the feeling there probably isn't. But here's a question for you, right? Yes, like please. This, like so, like so. There's a bit more stabby stab. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our our horny devil walks out and then is struck by a car dead. Yes. Right. Yes. The the killer in the neon mask didn't kill him. Then it's the person that helped him with the car. Uh, you know, I suppose. So. I'm not saying he was going to survive, but I'm just saying it's the car that killed him. Though. Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. Um. But yeah, in the, you know, in this crowd, we see some familiar faces from previous seasons to let us know, like, oh, this is really, this is gonna be a ride. Set up that I hate. The, you know, it swings around and they're all. And this this season, I don't know if you realize this. Anne Martin is taking direct right down the barrel of the gun. He's taking direct shots at people that use mobile phones oh, and technology, yeah. whilst whilst putting out a show on netflix a streaming site yeah, yeah. The irony is rife bro is fucking rife uh, all right so we have confirmation it's sheriff dan who is the husband of tori spelling fuck off <laughs> this is what chat is telling us uh thanks right, Lori. He's, right he's either he's either hung like a moose or rich as fuck um well tory spelling is rich as fuck he might just be you know the smooth talking she can do better she can do better yeah but you know he must be really fucking funny bo is all i'm saying i I would he must be one charming motherfucker is what i'm saying to you right now i I would love to hear them talking about like the acting process with one another i hear them talking about anything (laughs) this is a fucking goal uh all i'm saying is he he must he must be a fucking maestro at the cunnilingus yeah what i mean like because there is a there is a there is a discrepancy there that does not marry up at all he's but he's canadian handsome (laughs) (laughs) he probably he's also canadian old (laughs) boy well but tori spelling is you know this dude looks like he's in his 60s tori spelling's in her 50s dude no yeah she she was uh, let's say easily in her 20s during the the height of uh what uh beverly hills 90210 yeah but that was mid 90s right that's 30 years ago dude no she's late 40s <laughs> she's late 40s that, she's Lori, maybe maybe just turning 50 laurie is saying that they've got five kids what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, we're calling off all the slasher stuff. This is yeah, this whole show. Like, is, Arn Martin needs to do a show on this. <laughs> with six, you get spelling apparently. I, I, 
There, yeah, I, we all have a lot of questions here, Duncan. Who? <laughs> this may be the happiest I've ever been. Um, Why are we only finding out this now on season three? Surely they were married in season one. <laughs> well, with five kids. <laughs> And why is like she has no issue with him playing uh, like a, a child molester that locked up like someone with his love child in the basement of his home in the first season, only to be replaced in season three by walking fucking right wing racist. Right, just eight eight Chan with a pulse. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think as long as you don't take your work home, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's wrong now. Like. Everything's wrong. I don't like this. All right. So, in typical Aaron Martin fashion, it turns out that all of this that we've just seen is a flashback. Yes, which, and then I'm like, oh, goody. You know what that means? More flashbacks. Flashbacks every episode. Mm. Yay. I can't wait for that. And I, I get a feeling that we're going to find out something that happened in the building. So, all these characters live in the same apartment complex. Yep. And they're all witnesses. And it did deal kind of that shot of them turning around with everyone there overlooking the body is kind of that old, it's kind of the the old dark house, you know, murder mystery where they're all standing and this, you know, this kind of, or could be one of us is the killer. Ooh. Uh, and I can't be fucked with that in a show like this. <laughs> because we've realized in the past the killers are easily predictable and I can't I, be bothered with I that. would also like to believe that that is not the only time we're going to reference the old dark house <laughs> in our discussion of slasher season three classic yep. film wait a minute yeah when, 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 he, when, he, when he went back to his horror horror roots bowl um yeah <laughs> things Ugh. that really inspire me are movies like fucking trash face 73 um american fucking- psycho clearly American Psycho and the Old Dark House. House. That's that's what I'm bringing in this season, guys. I'm bringing. I'm also going to throw in a healthy. Yeah, and I'm going to throw in a healthy dose of social commentary. Oh yeah. All right. So, a year later. Yeah, and we have. uh, I think it's the teacher. Is that who this is? Yes, this, this teacher is my like. Has has he done this because? Like, there's all those articles going around of teachers sleeping with their students. I think that's what's happening here. But so she wakes up in bed and checks her phone and it's a dude sending her pictures of his chest. And she's like, I don't think so. And then starts snapping pics of her vag. Yeah, I like the is this like I mean I like I'll be honest, right? Yeah, I, I don't think women for the most part enjoy a dick pic. I think we've discussed that before. I think yeah, I think they don't. As much as men like taking them, well, I don't think women like seeing them or receiving them. However, yeah, like this is like a weird trade here. I you know, I send you my chest pic, you send me vagina. Right. It doesn't it's, feel like they marry up at all. It's chest to boobs. It's like yes. like that is the corresponding. Corresponding. Yeah. Look at my abs. Oh, look at your abs. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like your pecs are so much pointier than mine. You know, these sort of yeah. things that you go that way. She just goes straight downstairs. And if like, you no- go chest pick to vag pick, that is a dramatic escalation. Yeah, where do you go next? <laughs> you just have to send a picture of your asshole. 
gaped yeah. on or, or, or nothing. Like yeah. it was literally like, like I, I thought to it like because like when she did that, I was like and you don't think yeah. that she's a teacher until later on. And that's not the like like later on we will see her rubbing one out while listening to people have sex next door. Uh-huh. Which by the way is revealed to be oh, her student. Yeah. Her student being laid next door and she's rubbing one out. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? Once again, what are we doing here? Like, does everyone have to be this way? Can no one be fucking normal? Well, I guess the main character, Sadia, is kind of normal. He only just got a mobile phone and she's 17. Right. Well, <laughs> that's not wrong. He only just got a mobile and I appreciate, trust me, part of me is like that. I've now got two kids. Um, and the mobile phone conversations already come up, and I'm like, eh. yeah, like kids have mobile phones at like eight and nine. Wow. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, do we? Mm, well, I don't think that's gonna happen. But then I was like, seventeen. That seems like a good year. Randomly plucked plucked mm-hmm. out of nowhere. That seems like a good idea. Um, but you know, what I mean, it's it's just like she maybe like she's the only wholesome character in this for now. But we know for a fact, Slasher will find a way to fuck that up. All right, you're yes, you're right. But let, all right, let's get <laughs> yes, to, Duncan, you are right. <laughs> let, let, let's get to some other mobile phone business with our characters, where we yeah. have the return of Mark Stroganoff. Yeah. Oh God. Who is uh, a a dad? Who's who is he? Piece of shit, boy. <laughs> yeah, he's looking at some cat videos, taking a shit, <laughs> like you do. And this is like the it's like the it's like the worst cat videos as well. Oh, like you've not even put any effort into finding those cat videos. Yeah, it you've just typed cat into YouTube. Yeah, and the, you use the first results. Um, yeah, you use keyboard cat from like tw- two thousand and six. Right, and he seemed like I I occasionally use my mobile phone as we mentioned earlier while I'm while I'm shitting, Duncan. Yes, but it's it's to play my dumb match three game which one match three game is about as long as it takes to shit. It's more of a timing feature than anything. Yep. And uh, this guy, though, is going through videos and, like, it's just way too much for me. Yeah. Like, I don't know what other people do on their toilets. Well, it always confused me. I'm an an in-and-out guy. Yeah. I I, I like to spend, like, not a lot of time in a toilet uh, because it's not a comfortable place to be, even with something distracting me. It's not a comfortable place to be. But there are other people that like to, what is it, they do their best thinking on the toilet. No, you don't. You yep. don't do your best thinking on the... T- I've yet to find someone who said, oh, I cured cancer while taking a shit. No, that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, I'm fairly sure, I'm fairly sure you're m- more productive when you're not taking a shit. <laughs> like, so, right. I don't know. I, it's just, I, maybe I'm wrong, Bo. Because, because you're not thinking about the amount of poop around your butt. Yeah. You know, yep. that's and just... Why that. can't I wipe this away? Yeah. So... <laughs> so. Anyway, while he's shitty and watching cat videos, his yeah. his son is like, is it a video that he sees where the, like some pride flag is burned and he's yeah he's being the like socially active dude, uh, mm-hmm. and then um, there's uh, Noah is buying some clothes online and grooming his stupid hipster mustache. Oh, why? Why? And why, Bo? <laughs> the, the suspenders 
were enough. We got mm-hmm. the point. The fucking mustache as well. Fuck this show. He looks like he is the ringleader of a circus. It does. It does. It He's... looks like it looks like the it looks like the the famous British criminal Bronson has lost a lot of weight. Um, yeah, like he went on a hunger strike in prison. <laughs> right, and and got really into coffee. Yeah, totally into coffee. We'll get to his conversations about coffee it's... later on. I have been to some of the most like and there's at least two kind of artisan coffee places that I'll go to that are with, with people that do things that I'm like, that's completely inappropriate in front mm-hmm. of the customer. Like, I like you know, like that way where they're making the coffee and then they smell the coffee before they give it to you. And I'm like, surely you knew what that coffee smelled like. You fucking sell it. Um, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, it, those, out of my coffee. like weird kind of fucking strange, bizarre. We're adding this to the experience of our artisanal yeah. coffee like that. He does it on a, a level that I've, uh, once again, on an obnoxious level I've never seen before, where he breaks down the exact components that make up the cost of his coffee. Yeah. And people seem okay with that. No one has hit him. Uh, it, <laughs> well, what's going on. <laughs> un- until his inevitable stabbing, which uh, yeah. it doesn't happen in this episode, but it's coming, oh, Duncan. God. We're counting down, Bo. We are counting down. Let, let's hope this time the stabbing is not in his anus like it was in the previous season. Oh my god! Yeah, how much, how much prison rape will be in in slasher season three? I'm hoping none. Look, I think that is a nice. I'm hoping statement. everything is consensual in season three. You're you're living in a fool's paradise, sir. Uh, so, <laughs> meanwhile, we cut to Dawn, who is running her vlog, and she's just like, "Hey, people, I've got." Uh, you know, here's what I'm eating lately. I'm eating nothing but like chickpea enemas, and here's some makeup tips. Love ya. And yeah, it's is just... that what people do do? And like, this is the thing. I once again, I I'm not. All right, I don't follow any influencers. And yeah, I, I very seldom watch any blog videos out with people actually blogging blogging about things like technology or or things that are practical to my life. Are the people actively following? Like I, I know there's like people like what's her one of the the Kardashians is like that's what she all her life is influencing. She's yeah. the the one that makes all the money. Um like does she go online and talk about what she's eating and how she applies her makeup? I don't I, think that's how influencing works. I think isn't it like I use this brand of toaster and everyone's like, Oh, I need to buy the toaster. Or they post a picture of something that they're giving a lot of money for. She's sitting in her, let's be honest, shitty apartment in a building which has hipster coffee makers, teachers that frig themselves off while listening to their students have sex, and right-wing drunk fucking racists. Um, and she's going to sit there talking about how she does her makeup and the acai beans that she has in her fucking porridge. Yeah. And it's just a lot of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and I, who's watching this video, Bo? Who's watching this video? I do think there is a market for that. for like, But I think it's specific, right? Like, I think you go to somebody that you follow for health food stuff. And, yes. I, and I think this is the, the where TikTok has come in. Where well, yeah, you, it's like, but she's doing everything. She right, is yeah. what I eat. Here's my makeup. Oh, by the way, here's the news. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Like, that, that's the problem you. is that she's, she's like the Dollar General store of vloggers <laughs> where it's a little bit of everything and all of it's kind of cheap and shitty. You, you, you come for the makeup tips, leave with the, the, the news of homicide. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Like that is not what you you have to do. You have to fit like a niche, 
and yeah. be like, hey, I, I'm the genital warts guy, and I'm going to tell you yeah. everything that you need to know about genital warts and how to treat them and how to put little makeup on them to make And faces. there's money in that. Just yeah. take a look at Dr. Pimple Popper, who has like millions upon millions of followers, and Absolutely. all she's doing is busting zits. Yes, yes. I Have you ever watched that show, by the way? Dude, I'm addicted to that show. It's That's why I mentioned it. My... There's something so weirdly satisfying about people getting things cut out of them. Yes, yeah. it's... it's and... Like I didn't, I had never seen it, and uh, my girlfriend and I were on like a weekend getaway. Yeah, and it just—it was one of those things that we ended up watching like two and a half episodes of, while we were just kind of lying around for no good reason. I'd never seen it before, and you—and you're right, like seeing her like cut into somebody and pull out like two handfuls of some tumor. Yeah, that is just like, well, we got to cut this. Like, I, 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 I can, like, I can join you live like that. <laughs> like, literally pulling a, a quattle from someone's back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the weirdest shit ever. But I can't take my eyes off it. As gross as yeah. it gets, I can't. I'd like it's. So there's a market for everything, but that's what right. she does. She's not pulling that thing out there and saying, oh, by the way, in the morning, I like to start my day with a fresh mango. You know, she needs to have her thing and not everything because that's exactly. the problem. Like if, if you do a thing, then you can cater to an audience that's into that thing. If you yes. do everything, you're, you're marketing just yourself. And maybe uh, that's yes. the idea. Is that I think that's I think that's what we're going to find. I think hopefully we're going to find out later on that no one's watching. Right, that she has like a grand total of like six viewers for everything. Yeah. Um, uh, so Duncan, so she's she's doing her video. Yeah, and so and then we we'll go to the next apartment. Yeah, and that's Sadia and her family. And Sadia is kind of the main character who is um, Muslim. Uh, yep. Her parents are worried about her because uh, it's a one year anniversary. It's a oh. one year anniversary of the of this uh, murder. They're about to go out of town. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you come with us?" And at the very least, we're going to give you this phone that you've never had, so that we have peace of mind. Because you're going to yep. constantly tell us where you are, what you're doing, and we're going to be able to get in touch with you if something happens. Also, this this right away gives a way to like there's that like because this happens in slashers, so I, I I don't think it happens in any other genre at all. Of the this is the one year anniversary, so obviously the killer's going to come back to this building. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. Like this killer's a beaded capture for an entire year, but. He's going to come back here for the one year anniversary. Maybe somebody in chat can correct us, but I don't know of a single time where a killer has as struck on their anniversary as a thing. In the same place. In the same place. Yeah, That's same what place it is. On the, the anniversary, time. on the, oh yeah, it doesn't happen. The, right. Like They come back to visit areas to relive the crimes, but they don't typically kill, you know, on the anniversary in the same place. Right, and I'm I'm willing to be wrong about that. I I just don't know of yeah. a case. Otherwise, but, Bo, the police would be there <laughs> like, all the time. And and <laughs> so I'm not. He gives Sadia a real Kevin Costner from Man of Steel instruction, where he's <laughs> like, if anything happens, just don't get involved. Yeah, under no circumstances, whatever happens, you stay out of it. Yeah. And so she's like, I will, Dad, and takes off on her way to school. And in the hallway, she passes Sheriff Dan, who's still living in the building. And he's drunk already. at 6 a.m. Yeah. And 
all right. So here is the beginning of Sheriff Dan being one of the most disgusting characters in any show ever, where as he's trying to put the key in his lock, he says, I'll put some hair around it. As yeah. as if to imply uh, a vagina, one yes. presumes. And I, I also to imply that he doesn't know what to do with a vagina because he's trying to put a key in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Slasher, always keeping it classy. Uh, that's yeah, what I it's like. Bad, it's bad fucking writing. It's really bad writing. Um, I, but I, yeah, so she, she walks past not getting involved like her dad told her to do it. And then we get the first cracks of, actually, she's a good person. Yeah. Because she tells him like, hey, by the way, you don't live here. You live, yeah. you live a door down. Yeah. And then Sheriff Dan drunkenly is like, who can tell this place a technicolor nightmare? Just and I, I agree with him. Yeah. I agree with him. This this hotel this, sorry, this hotel. This apartment complex is fine in Miami. Well, I mean, yes. it's it's like two steps, so it's all pastel colors and neon lights. This is set in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's the in the rave uh district. I mean, the party looked like the party in the opening scene looked like it was in Miami. It all of this looks like Neon Demon, but yes. the, like the low budget sci fi version. So of this it. is when did this when did this get made? Uh, hang on, I'll tell you. Must be. I swear, Neon Demon must have been out. It's uh May twenty third, twenty nineteen. Yes, hundred percent. Been out for a couple of years. So yeah, so Aaron Martin, unsurprisingly. Probably. 2019. So listen, oh, 2019. So the same year this came out, Nicholas Winden Refn had his TV show come out. Yeah, yeah, that's as right. Well. That's a big. That's a big. Uh, you know, one went to Netflix, one went to Amazon. One is slasher, the other one is amazing. <laughs> so. Yeah, the other, the other one, and we've covered both, Duncan, oh. as we eventually will all shows. Um, <laughs> time. Next, next season, Mash. Cover to cover. <laughs> After that, gun smoke. Thirty years worth of westerns. I can't wait till we get to Airwolf. Oh man, one of the great TV themes. We gotta. Yeah. We gotta admit that. See, everyone's doing it now. Everyone that's listening is like. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome for that. Um. So anyway, yeah. So Sadia, uh, is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Technicolor nightmare. And uh, you live down here, by the way. And he's like, I'll, uh, while we're on the subject, Nadia. <laughs> God damn it. I, God damn it. I just got to tell you, I don't, I don't understand how guys can be gay. Now, how, how oh, literally the conversation. Yeah. Literally the conversation he has in the corridor. So he's, he's trying to get his key in the door. He's in the wrong place. He's referred to the doorknob, which you could have. You maybe see his phallic um, mm-hmm. as, be, as being, once again, it makes me think he, he doesn't know how to have sex um, uh, or he's doing it wrong. Uh, so, yeah, he then, he's then getting assisted. So, decides to talk to the Muslim girl about people being gay. Now, the thing about it is, in, in hardcore Muslim societies, they're against gays. Um, so, I don't know if he's looking for like a a sympathy nod here or what but the, what's it, this is one of the most inappropriate conversations ever to happen in a TV show between an old drunk racist and a, a young Muslim schoolgirl who he's talking about anal fucking penetrant, penetrant gay sex with yeah yeah. It, what are we doing here this is 10 minutes into the show it, it, so she just opens his door for him is like get in there you crazy racist homophobe <laughs> you crazy old fuck and, 
it's so um we we closes the door behind her turns around to the camera and says one i don't know what i've signed up to do on this show uh and two get me my agent yeah tori spelling is just off camera being like you're doing great honey you nailed it yay my hercules 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 (laughs) so we meet another couple who have a renee passed out on their couch there is a Renee passed out. Renee really stretching herself this season, being a mentally damaged drug taker. Yes. Which, if I may put forward, was her character in the previous season. Well. Yeah. So so far she hasn't killed anybody though, but you know, yet, give it time. Yet she You're tried right. she tried to set herself on fire with water, but we'll get to that scene. <laughs> that is, yeah, hell. that's nonsense. So oh, man. And, and, <laughs> this couple is like hey just let her let her come to on her own like this is a rough day for her so you know we're just gonna let sleeping renee's so rough day for her is like do you think she's the mother of the guy that died uh maybe or was i i guess i don't know so the fact that they make it say that it's a rough day for her makes me think She's really, I don't know. Now, well, yeah. obviously, we're only one that episode in it, right. guys, and we only do it one. We only do one episode at a time, so we can't answer these questions yet. Yeah. So, if you've seen it and you have the answer, I'm sure it's a silly answer because she, it's a slasher. Because, but, yeah, but she, we'll get she was actually her uh, or his DoorDash delivery person, <laughs> and she's really torn up about it. That's probably the reveal we're coming to. But he tipped um, big, boy. He tipped big. He's, he always has to be twenty percent. <laughs> So, so we, she's she's passed out the couch. Yeah, and then we we get a little follow up with Mark Stroganoff and his wife, where he's losing his shit over some shirt that he's missing. Yeah, his shirts. He sh- like no, he's, he yeah, but he spills something on his shirt as well, yeah. and so he can't wear that shirt. Which I, once once again, I'm thinking to myself, you spilled that on your shirt, so that's your fucking fault. But then he, he basically threatens his wife, has her kind of pinned up against yeah. the back of the kitchen, as if you know, like this has happened before. And then what's what's kind of like interesting about this one? The daughter comes through, and he tries to play off as "I love you," like this is yeah. an innocent conversation. And her body language couldn't be screaming out more domestic abuse Call if it police. tried. And the daughter seems all right with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, all all that comes of this is she kind of strolls past he's like hey honey good luck on your finals i'm gonna be working late and totally not beating up your mom and she's like okay see you later family and that's kind of it you're like uh this uh aaron martin you've done it again you've I, I, eureka i've done it again <laughs> so the thing is as well like why does this guy need a shot a fancy shot we're about to find out what he does for a living right yeah and i'm saying that if you want to go cash you can probably go cash. And yeah, for sure. So Mark Stroganoff we is uh outside talking to somebody about a scratch uh on his car. Mm-hmm. And also about the Chinese. Yes. And about how he might go to jail. Yep. And uh the killer is nearby watching all of this. Yeah, I think it turns out that he, um, I, I, I believe he launders cars. Right, that's he, my understanding. So he's a he's a fucking criminal. Yes, for sure. And so the but, killer 
at least puts us out of our misery uh, of listening to all of this. What does the killer do? Because we're talking about American Psycho. What does the killer do? Drops an axe down the side of him. Very Patrick yep. Bateman style. He's two seconds away from doing the shimmy. Back. Right. But yeah, like, yeah, like literally runs with an axe and impales it right in his forehead. Right? Yeah. And axes him in the neck and then like has to work at it, which I appreciate. And also, I like this. He's clearly CGI, but I really like this effect. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. Like a good effect here. And I was yeah. like, well, by Mark Strogonoff, I'm really glad that we bothered to bring you back for this season. You know, <laughs> uh, look, somebody got to checks die. a check, I'm sure, but at the same time... He's getting residuals. That's what matters to Mark Strogonoff. <laughs> Decapitate or not. And... and and then this is where we cut to uh, the teacher who had been sending pics of her badge to somebody. Yeah. Here's the student fucking on the other side of the bedroom wall. And, and she is up there rubbing herself against that wall. <laughs> just flicking the bean while listening in on this. Yeah. And we cut to the other side of the wall where this couple is going after it. Yes. With the, the uh, What I'm going to call as uh, the, this girl character is the 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 Dollar Tree version of, um, uh, uh, what's her face? Um, I had it in my, uh, Emma Roberts. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. She's I had to look it up. I was like, is she another Roberts spawn? Yeah, because like she could be your stunt double. Yeah. I, she's probably been a stand-in for Emma Roberts a time or two. But, yes. so, they're, <laughs> this, this is my move. Like, they, the dude finishes up rolls over and it's just like yeah i i was great and meanwhile not emma roberts is already browsing tinder for some new dude yeah and so the guy she's in bed with is like hey baby you want to go to breakfast and she's like uh i gotta get to school and yeah like he's no like he tries to like the way he tries to woo her is by suggesting that they go to this hipster place that still does kind of greasy food, mm-hmm. still a k- kind of greasy spoon and all the rest. And she's like, "That no, I you know I have Starbucks. Uh, that's why you know that's my breakfast. My breakfast is Starbucks." And she's like, "I need to get ready for school." And then this guy, um, the color drains from his face really quickly when he realizes that he may have, well, may have broken a law. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's like, uh, like your college classes (laughs) and she's like no baby i'm in high school he's like oh fuck yeah i oh no yeah he just sees like his future just disappear yeah well she's what he's thinking is that she's going to go in and go through an attendance register and he's going on a different kind of register but (laughs) yeah he's gonna have to start letting neighbors know that he's moving in (laughs) meanwhile (laughs) sheriff dan in his apartment uh continues his morning drinking yeah and, and is writing some kind of online manifesto about middle eastern people literally what he's doing so yeah. he's, he's he's um he's 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 full on this is this like well, you said it's hn this is like full on yeah fucking right wing conspiracy you know racist just like like the the, the worst the worst of racism this guy's writing in a drunken stupor um after apparently the only person that was interested in helping him was from an ethnic descent it's just like all this pish but anyway he's writing that and i'm like oh right so why are we spending so much time and we're about to get a, an amazing reveal here um 
that the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree bowl. Yeah, right. So it turns out that his daughter is not Emma Roberts. Which means she was fucking this stranger in the adjacent room and her yeah. dad most likely heard it all. Well, the dude comes out and he's just like, get a haircut, you hippie. And yep. <laughs> the guy's like, uh, I'm getting out of here before anybody starts asking me how old I am. Yep. And so he bails and there's this really hilarious scene between Sheriff Dan and not Emma Roberts, where mm -hmm. he's just like, you disgust me. You're a whore. And she says, no, whores get paid. I just do it for fun. And so he grabs her cell phone out of her hand and just stomps on it real hard. Oh, he like stomps a mud hole in it, boy, walks it dry. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, you broke my phone. He's like, damn right I did, you whore. Oh, my God. It is, yeah. I mean, peak Aaron Martin. Yeah, but like, like she storms out, and then the dad's remorseful for it. Yeah, kinda. But... And, like, you know, yeah, like, but it doesn't make sense. Like, the, like has has like once again, this once again, we can't write a character. We can't write a character, so right. we'll we'll just try that for no reason, no reason at all. Sorry. Yeah. So at once we've established that relationship, <laughs> we we follow Sadia again, who's uh, buying coffee at this hipster coffee shop, where oh, Noah. Noah is going off about all his specialty coffees and and whatnot. And I think this was the first time I realized that it was Noah who was playing this. Character. I was the same. Like as soon as I was like, this guy looks familiar, and I was like, yeah. oh no, oh Noah, no. <laughs> <laughs> And so, while Sadia is listening to all this bullshit, uh, one of her pals shows up, and and they're, like, quizzing each other about the test they're about to take and whatnot, and Noah is like, well, if you guys are done being the coolest people ever, how about you order some of this coffee? And we, you know, we get a little bit of information about how uh, she's a reminder that she's got a cell phone now. Also, yep. there is a party that night to celebrate the summer solstice, which I assume is the party that was being had. I must have been so as well. So they must have like they must have some giant rave every year for the solstice. Yeah, but then I'm thinking they're school kids, and the people that were in that rave were not school kids; they were porn stars. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, Either that or yeah. <laughs> oh, to see now that's the show I want is porn high school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a movie out there, but I'm You're... sure, like, if you, if you if you Google it right now, I'm sure you'll get plenty of that. Uh -huh. uh, I'm just going to make sure you like, make sure that, you like, at a minimum, you put barely legal in the title and not, like, put in that age requisite in there. Um, because if you just put in porn high school, you do not know what you can get on there. Right. Tracy Lord. Your... Tracy Lord's <laughs> on the right side of the quinceanera. You know what I'm saying, Duncan? <laughs> 100% more. 100%. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, so I like, they're, they're talking about this party. And once again, it doesn't make sense to me because, like I said, we saw the party last mm -hmm. year and everyone was a lot older than these people. Yeah. And, and so Noah is delivering the drinks to these girls as an ambulance whizzes by. And Noah, in typical classy Aaron Martin fashion, is like, well, I guess a some of the junkies had an abortion in one of the trash cans or something. And you're like, what? What are we yeah. even doing here, Slasher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I was thinking to myself, you set up shop here. Yeah. You set up your fancy barista fucking cafe here. 
So let's, all, let's not be silly. <laughs> also, why does every character have to be completely reprehensible? I don't think he knows how to write any any other way. It, I mean, it's just the most cliched and gross things that people can say. Yeah. And All right, so we go to the crime scene where we have a lady detective <laughs> and this Indian dude who are the detectives, and it turns out yeah. that it's the Indian dude's first week. Uh, let's take that trope right off. This is basically seven now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> And that's it's like the, the, the female lead cop is basically Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, kinda. The druid has the upper hand. <laughs> and instead of a head being in a box stuck in oh, no, Mark Stroganoff's head is just planted on the front of his car. What's in the car? Put down the gun. Uh but the rest of them is behind the wheel. And once more, everybody has gathered around is taking, you know, pictures and videos with their because, cell phone. Yeah, yeah and we're going we're gonna to have a grandstanding scene where we're going to leave the head on open display and then chastise people for taking photos of the head on the car. Yeah. Like, no, you know what you do? You know what you do? You put up like a protective rim that then you show the cop the head instead of showing it to everyone and then complaining that they're... They're ogling the head, basically. It makes no fucking sense. I well, maybe but, forensics hadn't been there yet, Duncan. Yeah, but you don't do it. Wait, cordon off, Bo. Wait till forensic arrive. Uh, you know that that's real police work. This is <laughs> well, it's not slasher police. Work, yeah, Duncan. slasher police work is just like everybody. Ba- there's nothing to see here. It's like uh, yeah. uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the in front fireworks. of the fireworks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go home. There's nothing more to see. <laughs> And and sure enough, I love that we both went there. Yeah, <laughs> we both at the same time. That just that that clicked right in place. So. And she tells her new partner, "Listen, there was a druid murder here a year ago." <laughs> She's Morgan Freeman for the entire show. For yeah, That's from it. now on, settled. settled. <laughs> Look, I don't know if it takes more courage to once decapitate a man. <laughs> Anyway, but so she she tells her like you know it's been a year. It looks like our killer is back, and then we get some shots of like the head showing up on social media, yeah, all, all over the place. And we go back to the coffee shop where not Emma Roberts is complaining about like guys. It is my birthday today, and my drunken racist father <laughs> didn't even bother to get me anything. No, all he got me was a broken phone, <laughs> and. A broken phone and some healthy slut shaming, apparently. Yeah, well, thanks, slasher. <laughs> speaking of slut shaming, for no good reason, like she and Noah just start bantering about how good her tits are. Yeah, and it's horrible. I swear to God, this show has so many issues. As <laughs> get this show a magazine rag, Duncan. <laughs> it's got issues. Uh, <laughs> but she's with a friend of hers who is like why are you flirting with this gross dude behind the counter and which she's, is a question i'm also asking myself yeah and she's like uh, i like older guys because they know what they're doing technically they don't um i'll I, I, I just say you like like the assumption that older guys know what they're doing experienced guys know what they're doing and yeah. age knows no boundary on that I, i'm afraid like you can you I, I dare say you could be with older guys who 
still have a very narrow view of I got mine. Um, sure. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. That That is relationship and person specific, not necessarily age uh, specific. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, yeah, but like they're doing the kind of flirty flirt and it's all awkward and it's weird. And yeah. Like, like this, like the Emma Roberts, not, not Emma Roberts, not quite Emma Roberts character is really problematic, right? As well as like most of the characters here, because the the way she is written initially here is that she just likes a good D, which I'm fine with. I'm like one hundred percent. You do your thing, right? But she's a schoolgirl, right? So it's a character we've written, and so she's a schoolgirl who's actively soliciting older men for sex. Like this is I don't know to catch a predator. I mean, like, it's like, like our dad's two steps away from being like, our dad is racist, Chris Hansen. Um, It's it's like, it's such a weird thing. Once again, it's like the, how can we take a character with a, like a kind of, a personality trait that we can make it the most vulgar version of? And that's what the show's going down. So that is, that is her initially, but then Slasher's like, that's not enough. And a couple of scenes we're going to give this character the old acorn doesn't fall far from the tree treatment to make her easily the worst character ever. Oh yeah, we'll get rid of her as well. And yeah. I just don't, I, I just have issues with, <laughs> once again, I just have issues with how this is constructed. Like, as time goes on, shows should become better written. Because you well, learn from your mistakes. It's like Adam Martin doubles down on the mistakes. Oh, you right. thought this character you thought this character was a piece of shit wait till next season like as <laughs> right season four there's just a character that wears a clan outfit the entire time this is what's worrying me about yeah. season four well this is oh. what's genuinely worrying about me i've seen the trailer for it and the trailer's like well i've seen this movie before right sure yeah it was called knives right. out yeah <laughs> like in every other one it's like brewster's millions yeah um like it's like i've seen this like cronenberg's millions and that's what we're calling it um uh, right but like, <laughs> so, see i've seen this before right uh-huh. so i've seen all that like and yes david cronenberg's in it right and i am over the moon about that but but i am now seeing season three of this show and it is easily the worst thing i've seen <laughs> It's yeah. Somehow, just this episode alone is worse than season one everything, and two combined. Yeah, everything that's preceded. Yeah, and we're fifteen twenty minutes into it. Yeah, at this point, and well, it's easily uh, the worst thing. Yeah, we're almost halfway through it at this point. But yeah, you're right. And so, uh, this girl, not Emma Roberts, grabs somebody's phone, somebody's cell phone, and it turns out that her, one of her, her gaggle of friends is named Erica, who is the daughter of Mark Stroganoff, and yep. then she sees on social media her dad's head mm-hmm. and and flips out as, as you do. I didn't know your dad was a transformer. What do you mean? Well, look, he's transformed in a car. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> didn't flip his head back into the body. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's kind of half transformed. Oh, yeah. wait one second. No, that's his severed head. All right. I saw this car. All right. All right. That's, 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 this is a hey, bad joke. Let me, uh, let, me, let me ask you something. Is your dad's name Tetsuo? <laughs> <laughs> no? Oh, I think I have bad no. news for you, then. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. But, so, Sadia and her, her friend, Justine... 
yes. are at school, and her dad is texting Sadia on her new phone, and Sadia is like, hey, because of my new phone, l- let's have a selfie, just us, it's my very first selfie that I've done uh, on my new phone, and then not Emma, Emma Roberts rolls in and is like, all right, listen, Sadia, I want to know what's going on because it's clear that your people did this. Yeah, we're, this is a terrorist attack. It's yes. Like, it's literally what she's saying, that this is a terrorist attack. Yes. And <laughs> like you said, to prove that the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree here. Yeah. Uh, not Emma Roberts throws Sadia back into the lockers and then yeah. rips off her hajib. Yeah, so she drops her phone as well, so her phone is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then, finally, our teacher shows up to break it up. Yes. But not before not Emma Roberts calls Sadia, and I quote Duncan, a fucking ISIS bitch. And I, at this point, realized that nothing that this show can do will redeem itself this season. Yeah, it's it's just the worst. And, yeah. And so Sadia has to, like walk off crying by herself as she's trying to, you know, wrap her head again. Yeah. And so we leave that scene of abject horror to go to our lady detective who is questioning the daughter, Erica and her mom. Mm. And the daughter is like, I saw that people online are calling this a terrorist attack. And the detective is like, yes, that's all bullshit. Not yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Right. The, Thank God that this has happened to you. <laughs> yeah. That at least one character is like, look, just because there's a Muslim in the neighborhood <laughs> does not mean that everything is a terrorist attack. Yeah. When someone broke those windows in the other building, that was not a terrorist attack. This was yeah. just a murder. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, she starts asking questions about what Stroganoff did for a living. Yeah, and so we cut to a flashback, Duncan, because this is flashback time. Woo! Um, and it's, go back in time. Uh, uh, uh. And it's the year before where our lady detective is questioning the crowd of onlookers who are staring at the body of our horny devil and their phones. Yeah. <laughs> Because everyone has a fucking phone glued to their face. And so she's questioning Mark Stroganoff, who we know for a fact saw the killer. Yep. And we see a scene where, like, the druid points his knife at Mark Stroganoff, and Mark Stroganoff does the, like, hey, I got a gun, so if you want to fuck yep. with, you know, you got it's a knife. A gun! I, I was going to go Hoyt Axton there. You got yep. a knife, I got a gun. Come on, boy, <laughs> we're going to have a little fun. Um... And, but he doesn't tell our lady detective about the fact that he had a gun. He's just like, I don't know what happened. He just walked away. And the detective is like, and so you just decided not to get involved. And that's literally what I was thinking to myself. <laughs> right. And he's like, hey, he had a knife. What was I going to do? Yeah. And we also see that Sadia was there at the time of the murder, that she mm-hmm. saw this. And so that launches us back into the present day. Yeah, so it's worth saying once again that flashback adds nothing, really, not at all. With like this character that is now dead, and so who could possibly care about him? Who could care what he saw? Yeah, right. (laughs) Turns out he was a piece of shit. So he didn't do anything to affect change at all. So who cares what he saw? And slasher. 
our slutty teacher hmm. is talking to well, Sadia. Well, we're saying slutty, sexually active teacher. Eh, like I said, I think the escalation of the badge pick. <laughs> Listen, she ain't fooling around anymore. She just, she's like, this is what I want. Uh, fair enough. Want. Fair enough. All right. So the, the sexually liberated teacher. Yes, Bo. Yes. Liberated. Yes. Says, listen, they're all these not Emma Roberts of the world are going to lose their looks and mm-hmm. they're going to be total pieces of shit while you continue mm-hmm. to succeed because you're a smart girl. And also I'm the killer. Did I say that? <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> and then a Vera not Farmiga oh god I know <laughs> shows up and is like it's time to start the exams mm-hmm. and so they start taking this test and Sadia stares off into space and is just drawing on her test while she has uh, this vision of like a green door with locks changed Mm-hmm. And we hear her mother screaming, reaching out. And so uh, we we cut back to the present after that vision that Sadia has, and Vera Notmiga is <laughs> Vera Notmiga is <laughs> <laughs> like, hey Sadia, uh, you're just staring off in a space, looking weird. And she's like, listen, I need to go to the powder room. Is that okay? And uh, Vera Namiga is like, fine, but you have to hand over your cell phone. And she's like, I don't have my cell phone anymore. I don't know where yeah. it is. And she's like, fine, just go take your shit, whatever you got to do. <laughs> and so she heads to the bathroom. While Let me recommend a few cat videos for you. <laughs> have Have you met the guy who lost his head, literally lost his head today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a, a, a quite the playlist. <laughs> And so Renee is out in a courtyard in the movie Prince of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> where she is in an empty parking lot where there are like broken down bicycles and shit. And she has a gasoline can she's dragging behind her. Yeah. That she is damn near making out with. Yeah. And horny for that can, boo. Horny yeah. for that can. And Dawn is watching all of this. Yeah. While uh Renee starts covering herself in the the fluid from the gas can and whatnot, and Don's boyfriend is like, Don't do it, don't do this. And Don yeah. just starts laughing and she's like, It's water, you dumbass. I I watched her fill this can up with water. Yeah. And and like literally snorts laughing. Well, yeah, because she's filming person. him do this. She's filming his reaction as well, which yeah. is which is one this is the part where I'm like that, oh, no i really like Don last season and now i don't like her yeah and her boyfriend is pissed about a the fact that nobody is helping this poor woman yep. who's clearly in mental distress down in the courtyard and also pissed that Don is filming this and he's like i delete this i want you to delete yeah. it and she's like what are you talking about this is funny and but finally she gives in and says uh that she's got to delete it and then she's like so you want to have some sex with me and he's like, no, I'm mad yeah. at you right now. I've got to, like, I can't, I don't have anger boners, yeah. you know? I have I have the reverse of that. I have anger <laughs> shrinkage. 
I don't, you know, all, all the blood's in my face right now. Of how angry I am. <laughs> right. So. Not, not, you know, down in the yes. nethers, which is a noise it makes. Um, so, <laughs> and so he sneaks off, he leaves the, the apartment to sneak out to another apartment down the hall to make out with a dude who's doing some yoga. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, so he's by, I guess, or, or he's closeted and, and, you know, Dawn is his beard. Maybe, maybe. Well, it, I, I dare say we'll find out. Probably. And it's, I'm going to say the answer will be unsatisfying <laughs> and probably stupid. Yes. <laughs> and so Dawn is filming Renee freaking out and then addresses her webcam yeah. and, and that kind of gives us more exposition that we already know, which is it's the one year anniversary of this summer, summer solstice slaughter is how they, they put it. And she puts up a picture of Mark Stroganoff's head in her, in her feed. Mm-hmm. And she says, I don't think this is terrorist. This is the Druid. And he's just getting started. Like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she's just, a, again, a terrible, terrible person in this. And then, Duncan, we go yeah. back to the school for our last pair of scenes where Sadia is being followed down the hallway of her school by none other than the druid, the killer this season. Who's just in the school, in full druid outfit, just not, no fucks given. Right. Almost like he works there, Duncan. And so he passes by or disappears or whatever. And then we cut to not Emma Roberts. Well, also, it's worth saying that Sadia is looking for her mobile phone. Right. Yes. Yeah. But she can't find. It's not in the place that it should have been dropped. That's right. And we so, are about to find out where it ended up. A hundred percent. Because not in not Emma Roberts is uh, flirting with dudes in the bathroom on on her phone on sadia's phone she managed she managed to get the phone break the code on it download tinder (laughs) log in get in that bathroom and start start undressing while taking photos and she is she is a size queen for sure she is talking to this dude on on sadia's phone about the size of his dick yeah and she's like hey i gotta go and he's like are you gonna call me back and she's like have you seen the size of your dick i'm gonna call you back don't even worry about yeah. it <laughs> and and so she's about to leave but the door is locked it turns out which is interesting because i i was trying to think about this if you go into a room mm-hmm. the door's open yes right? if someone locks the door mm-hmm. then you can't go in yeah, but bear with me here, right? Oh, all right, so, all right, all right, all right. There's, like, there's, there's a thought going here, right? So the door's locked. The yes. door's either locked from the inside or it's locked from the outside, right? Uh-huh. If it's locked from the inside, she should be able to unlock it. You would think. Which she couldn't do, which means right. it's locked from the outside. But if it's locked from the outside, how does the killer get in? Uh, these are all fine questions that will have no answer at all. I have a theory. Oh, you think that the druid is two people? That there are two people? I think scream. Together? I think scream. Oh, okay. Aaron Martin saw scream. You think? 
I, I would like to think he saw it, then forgot all the clever work that was in that movie and then decided to make his TV show. Um, so I, I just to me, it just like that, that to me was like that, but that's make it like straight away. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, like the, you do, like she would have either had to have seen someone lock the door after she walked into the room, which would mean she knew someone was in there or someone locked it from the outside after she went in knowing that the other killer was in there. Yes. So at a minimum two. Okay. All right. I'm three. with you. Maybe three. So maybe everybody's the killer. Maybe that's the hey, why not? Everybody but Sadia. Um <laughs> that would be that would be more satisfying. That would be a I, I I will say that I am with you that I think the teacher is one of them. A hundred percent. Um yes. so she hangs up uh on this dude with the big dick, uh can't get out. <laughs> Then the druid comes from behind her, grabs her, yeah. and shoves her face into a... Gives her a swirly. Swirly, bo. Remember but when you used to get swirlies at skill? And it was sulfuric acid? <laughs> right. So, to your point, this had to be staged in such a way that poison, like acid, was poured into a, t- a toilet bowl, and somebody had to be like, you know occupied every time somebody tried to use it well yeah could you imagine just randomly going in there and getting some splashback right right like <laughs> hey why why is the toilet fizzing every time i drop a log <laughs> as if i'm dropping a mentos into some diet coke <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah shoves her her face in there Gives her the swirly, except it it makes her face go all gross and gnarly. She kind of looks like the 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 chick who gets her face frozen and uh, Jason X. Very much so. There there's some yeah. of that. There's a little bit of the uh, melted looking lady from uh, Prince of Darkness to reference yeah. that a, again. A hint, a hint of Robocop with the dude that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, about that. That's my impression of that dude. It's pretty good. <laughs> I was really transported <laughs> to a movie that wasn't Robocop. Um, so yeah, and and the druid just kind of bails out of the the focus of the shot, and then credits. Yeah, and there is episode one of season three of Slasher. Seven to go. All right, all right. So let's let's do our patented. What are our early predictions for this? I like I like the idea of there being two killers. I'm on has board to be with has it. to be. Or it doesn't make sense. Mm, yeah, but there not wasn't a, sense like is... you saw her pull. Yeah, but you saw her pull on the door, right? Right. And there wasn't like a key lock there, which yeah. was locked. So it's locked from the outside. Which why you would have a lock that does that? Oh, no, it makes zero sense. But like, so someone has to have locked it from the other side. Um, and unless the killer called through it like an air vent. <laughs> There's a, oh, there's a trap door that we're not aware of. Yeah. Come um, to the coast, have a few laughs. <laughs> like there's absolutely, there's absolutely no way. Um, like in my head, anyway. Once again, I could be completely wrong, but to me, uh, uh, like the instant thing I thought was right. There's two people doing it, which mm. would like would, which would chart make sense for me because we had like we had our killer in the first season, which we kind of saw where that was going. Uh, the second season. We clocked it. It's the imaginary, it's the imaginary friend influencing the killer. The next step for me is two killers. If we're trying to keep things quote unquote fresh, um, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, as 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 two killers. So... Okay, no, I'm I'm 100 percent with you. I think that that adds up. I do think the teacher is definitely one of them. I would agree because too much stuff at the school, and the fact that she wasn't there for the test, she wasn't administering the test. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I think she is likely one of them. I have no clue at the moment who might be killer number two, potential killer number three. Um, like I say, I don't, I don't know at the moment. It could be up to three. It could be three or more. Like who, who fucking knows? This could be murder on the Orient Express. Right. We all did it. We all killed not Emma Roberts and Mark Stroganoff. <laughs> I yeah. So I think, or uh, you know what, uh, new detective. Ooh. you know new new on the job new on the beat yeah this could be like a, a reverse uh, a reverse my bloody valentine that's right that's right where the, where the dude leaves for the weekend and everyone dies yeah <laughs> well the sheriff's gone away fishing for the weekend i wonder who this killer is <laughs> robert forrester <laughs> takes his place <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah that's, that's my, my theory. i will say this is this episode was terrible. The writing, the writing is a fucking appalling. It's shocking. Yeah. How how a blatant like it's just such an edge lord kind of show. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that blew me away was that like this is just the, all of this writing. Like I understand you're trying to make the characters unlikable, but there's a way yeah. to do that without making them all Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's 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 god awful. It is stunning yeah. how bad the writing is on the show. Like as as bad as the last season was, this is starting off substantially worse. Oh god, Jay, straight like right from the off. So, I uh, I got uh, the only other prediction other than like, oh, Sadia is going to be the main character. She's going to, uh, you know, be uh, our, our kind of focus for the season, clearly, uh, which is fine. She seems like the most, the closest to a decent human being. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's really all I got for right now. Like, I, I just like all the characters that you're setting up to be awful people like dawn is definitely gonna die yeah noah's definitely gonna die 100 percent um renee's gonna go renee's gonna die right like all these people because i think they're setting her up as maybe potentially oh the, the red herring yeah i think i think so i think okay so. look how mentally scarred she is and she's always bad this time of year yeah okay i'm with you that I mean, she's the red herring yeah 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 and initially anyway um but the, you know there, we could go down many avenues in this one it's suffice to say that none of this is going to be satisfying right i don't I, even get like the campiness that we got in the previous season where i was ready to joke and have fun at its expense it just doesn't it's you you the your words that you've summed edgelord is the best way to describe this and i like he's obviously the 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 filters have been taken off for netflix and i think it's revealed a bit a bit too much of Aaron Martin that I didn't want to see. For sure. You know I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that the killer motivation is just going to be something stupid like a, a jilted lover or something like that. Yeah. And 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 that's what set it off. But now now the killer has a taste for it. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be that, something dumb Either like that. that, yeah, either that or... 
you know, you like uh, if, if it goes down the road of you all stood by and watched this man die, um, sort of thing, I will be so pissed off. I will be so pissed off. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to nod to that, and that's why yeah. Renee is going to be the red herring. Yeah, and so, but it's going to be something other than hey, you just like we'll find something out that will just like oh, every, it turns out everybody fucked this horny dude. Yeah, and and so we're just going through all the people that horny dude fucked, you know. Yeah, uh, something like that. But yeah, it's uh, this whole thing is a real a real stinkeroo. Um, mm. Speaking of things that are not stinkeroos, Duncan. Yes. Uh, before we wrap up, how about you uh, tell the good folks where they can find more out of you and what you got coming up. Uh, yeah, so we've officially finished the summer series in terms of the review episodes. The last one went out on friday for 2019 and this week coming by the time this episode drops it will be it'll be in the past and um, you will have four roundtable episodes like covering the entire 20 hosts uh kind of going back through it how the movies scored and stuff and they, they turned out to be great episodes but it's a lot of listening <laughs> so it's about 22 23 hours collectively yeah i've got the uh, spreadsheet right here i can save everyone some time so here's how it <laughs> you fell off uh, but yeah like it, it was it was fun to see how that all played out it was it, it, i'm part of me always gets sad at the end of the summer series because the it's only when the summer series is over that I can actually enjoy the work that's went into <laughs> during that. I'm just too busy trying to get it all sorted and out. So it's maybe my favorite one and you'll hear at the end what the plans are for next year, but there's tons of stuff coming for, for a podcast under the stairs, specifically Friday, the 1st of October kicks off five weeks of Bazaween. Um So the Baz will be coming back on. We're doing the Final Destination franchise. Each episode will contain one of those joined up with a movie that he wants to review. And those movies are Sleep Tight, uh, Let the Right One In, uh, Good Night Mummy, uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, and Under the Skin, respectively, in that order. Wow, so that's... That... Some bangers. Yeah, for sure. And... and not only are those episodes always hilarious but uh i have said before and i stand by it that uh final destination best horror franchise cover to cover and a little, there's one that i think misses the mark but i don't hate it and every other one i have a ball with so um yeah so i think we're, we're kind of certainly moving that way so that's the that's kind of what's going to be happening with that at tputzcast.com is where you can find it or just search podcast under the stairs into any podcatcher and you will find me there make sure you subscribe yeah yeah and uh on my end uh as duncan mentioned this we are right on the precipice of halloween um i do a really stupid thing every halloween where i do a little mini review every single gosh darn day and so that will begin on October 1st, and you get one of those every day. Um, we're going to be doing some other uh, kind of special shows for the holiday season. So uh, I would ask you to also subscribe to Legion Podcasts uh, on the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube where you can see this show done live. Um, also, you get some other fun stuff on the YouTube as well. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, hop over to patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts where you can uh, not only support us for not a lot of money it's like a buck or two a month nothing crazy 
Um, but you get special shows over there, uh, some podcasts that you can't hear anywhere else, a, a show called the Ouija Experiment Experiment, in which myself and a rotating series of hosts talk about movies that have the word Ouija in the title. Uh, recently did the surprise sequel to the Ouija Experiment and the Ouija Experiment 2 called Ouija Warehouse. <laughs> and You've told me about that before. You told me it was bad, so I don't know why you went back to it. I, man, I didn't realize it was a sequel until I was watching it and a character shows up from one of the first Ouija Experiment movies and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and that was a really fun conversation because... Um, that was a surprisingly competent movie on a technical level, mm-hmm. uh, but no other level. So um, that's a that's a lot of fun. But anyway, you can get all that stuff uh, on the Patreon as well as uh, any of the social media channels, short of TikTok, which is something I haven't committed to yet, but might happen. Um, the, but yeah, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and that kind of thing, you can find Legion Podcasts there. And uh, and follow us there for you know all, all the new announcements. And I got oh I gotta say uh, here's a special announcement. Here's the I think that it, it like so on the Legion podcast feed we do the What You Watching show with me and Jamie Sammons, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good time. And uh, I'm about to do another monthly show uh, with one Kate Pollock. Ah, oh, very nice. Right, and uh, the show is called The Heart of Horror. Uh, and it will be shows uh, or, or a discussion of movies that have an element of love or romance or a significant uh, relationship at the center of of the uh, of the film. And mm-hmm. we're also going to be talking about relationships and stuff uh, on the show as well that aren't necessarily horrific. But if you've ever been in a relationship, <laughs> eh, some of them turn out that way. And uh, it's really just an excuse to get uh, Kate Pollock to tell more stories about her crazy dating life prior to her her marriage uh, and and children. And we'll probably mm-hmm. get some crazy stories about that, too. So uh, that is very exciting. And that will be coming uh, in October on Legion Podcast. So, nice. yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. It, it, it's almost like I need to keep doing this to somehow justify my existence to myself. <laughs> I've told you before, if I ever take any sizable amount of time away from podcasting, I'll never come back. Yeah. Because I realize, I realize what else I can get done, and then that's... Right. Yeah, if I ever stop, then... Right. There there yeah. have been a couple of moments where I've had that that realization of, like, I could just not do this, and I could do these other five things. Yeah. But then, how happy would I be? You yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I have to fe- I have to scream into the void somehow, and this is the way it happens. Oh, um, all right, well, Duncan, that is our show. There is nothing left to uh, to do for for us except for me to say to you, my good friend, say good night, Duncan. My good friend, say good night, Duncan. Ah, that's too much. <laughs> all right, we'll see you in two weeks. I just said what you said. Let's stop it. Stop it.